Hi, I'm Dorothy Burton, your host for Governing God's Way, connecting the timeless principles of Scripture to the timely issues of our day for those who serve, lead, and govern. King Solomon, the wisest public servant leader to have ever lived, left us with this truth. There is nothing new under the sun, and what has been will be. What was true for him and those who served, led, and governed in his day is just as true for those who serve, lead, and govern today. Timeless principles to help in times like these. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is the enemy's plan of attack. How Satan takes out the best of leaders. Brief and to the point, the enemy's plan of attack. How Satan takes out the best of leaders. Jesus tells us in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I teach this a lot and I say it often because it is so doggone true. Satan has nothing new, but his old plans of attacks work so well, have and will as long as there exists time and people. I study the ways of this diabolical and unredeemable creature because he, not white people, not black people, not Asian people, not any people are the enemy. He is the enemy and he has and continues to do a masterful job on leaders, especially political leaders, God's leaders who claim to be God's leaders in this hyper divisive culture. Satan looks for the most opportune time to take us down and take us out. And along the spectrum of our career, whether that career is 10 years, 20, 30, or 40, he or the demonic uh, forces he sends against us are deployed against us when Satan can do the most damage and destruction to us with the ultimate goal of ruining our career, relationships, family, happiness, joy, and peace. If you don't get this, if you don't get this, you're doomed because you will have a substandard career and unfulfilled life. Never realizing all you were destined to be and do and will always fall short, blaming something else. Blaming racism or sexism or your background, pedigree, lack of money, circumstances, any and everything. But the real culprit, Satan, he will see to it. And while you may have a a good career, you won't have the great career, nor fulfilling life God planned for you. To understand how Satan works against you and me as leaders. It's to understand what Jesus means in John 10.10 when he says the thief, i.e., he's referring to Satan or the devil, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Let's break that down. What Jesus is really telling us, the word thief comes from the Greek word klepto. It's where we get our English word kleptomaniac from. The most dangerous and persistent type of thief. So Jesus is saying, we have an enemy 
who is a persistent thief, so artful in the way he steals as like a highly skilled pickpocket who can pick our pocket and we not even feel it. A pickpocket so slick that he can slip his hand into the pockets of our life so slickly and quickly that we won't even feel him there and won't know until he is long gone that we've been robbed. He comes to klepto our peace. We worried all the time. He has pickpocketed our peace and we lie awake at night worried and stressed. Satan has been so slick in stealing our peace that, that we can't even remember when last we weren't worried or stressed or frustrated or, or afraid. It was no accident that Jesus chose to use this particular word in describing Satan's actions as it relates to stealing from us. Kleptomaniacs cannot control the uh, persistent, almost neurotic impulse to steal. This is how Jesus describes Satan. He comes but to klepto, compulsively, cunningly, and deceptively steal the things of life he can from us because it is who he is. It is his nature. This is the thief Jesus refers to. His very nature is klepto, to steal. Secondly, Jesus says he comes to kill. The word kill here, as Jesus uses it, doesn't mean to take our life. But the Greek word here is thuo, which means to, to sacrifice, surrender, or, or, or give up. So what Jesus is saying here in describing the actions of Satan is not only does he come to klepto, cunningly and slickly steal from us, but to thuo, meaning to trick us into sacrificing or giving up what he hasn't already deceptively pickpocketed from us. If he can't cunningly take it from us, he will convince us by planting a thought or, or thoughts in our mind to sacrifice, to thuo or give away, uh, give up or, or, or blow the very blessing God has blessed us with. If he can't take your blessing, he will try to convince you to give it up or blow it every single time. This is what Jesus is telling us. He comes but to klepto, cunningly steal from us. Thuo, cause us to sacrifice or blow our blessing, making it appear as though the very thing you prayed for, I prayed for, is the very thing or person that is causing us the most grief. That job you prayed for, if he can't klepto it, he will thuo it by planting a contrary or, or negative thought, by making you focus on what's wrong, or by planting an angry thought in making you think someone is against you or a difficult supervisor or director or council person or mayor or situation or lead you to the wrong conniving or complaining person or people who will talk you right out of the very blessing you prayed so hard for. Satan will use those people to do that. Or that car or or child, or, or whatever blessing you prayed for, if he can't klepto it, Jesus said he will thuo it. If he can't steal it, he will cunningly convince you to do something to blow it, or give it away, or give it up. That seat you prayed for, worked for, knocked on doors for, will become not a blessing, but you will begin to see it as a curse. It's him. 
It's the ways of the enemy. Jesus said he comes but to klepto, steal, thuo, kill, and destroy. The Greek word for destroy is apolomy, meaning to devastate or, or ruin or trash, lay waste to or, or render useless. Render useless. That's a good one. What Jesus is saying is that we as people, particularly as leaders, have this adversary who comes at us to cunningly steal or pickpocket from us, convince us to blow our blessing. And if these doesn't work, he will do or use whomever to ruin or trash our opportunities, blessings, even our life. John 10.10 10 plays out in the life of leaders every day. And quite simply, this is the enemy's plan of attack and how Satan takes out the best of leaders. The one who klepto looks for an opportunity to cunningly worm his way so deeply into our life and career that he walks away with everything we hold dear without us even being aware of it until it's long gone. And we look back and go, what just happened? He will create circumstances to convince you that the only way out is to sacrifice something God has blessed you with, a good position, a great reputation, credibility, or make a dirty deal. His goal, Jesus said, Thuo, is to lay waste to our life, total devastation or apolomy, leaving us clean out or washed up, finished. Jesus says the enemy's plan of attack is simple, y'all. He comes to klepto, pick our pocket of our blessing through, make us believe through thoughts and situations that the very blessing we have is not worth having and cause us to foolishly forfeit or give it away. Or Apollomy, completely ruin or lay waste to our career and our life. As leaders, if we are oblivious to the devil's methodology and plan, we'll be caught clueless and, and unaware when he, when he comes or send his imps and demons to carry out this three-pronged plan to take us out and take us down. He never gives up, but executes his plan. I teach this, I teach it, I teach it, I teach it, because I've seen it over and over and over and over. He never gives up, but executes his plan at two critical points in our career, every single time since the Garden of Eden, he's done this, either at our point of potential or at our peak of performance. That's when he kleptos, thuos, and apolomies us. He did it with Adam. He didn't mess with Adam when it was just Adam. But when God fashioned Eve for Adam and the two could reproduce, he put his this plan into action for the first time and has been using it against humans and particularly God's leaders ever since. With Eve, klepto, he cunningly pickpocketed her blessing, stole it in a slick conversation, all the while picking her proverbial pocket. He threw out her, made it seem as though what she had wasn't enough causing her to sacrifice all of humanity. And lastly, he apologized her, 
laid waste to, ruined all of creation. He does the same, Jesus tells us in John 10, 10 today, which brings us to leaders today. And we are always remembered. I want you to remember this. We are always remembered, not for our life and career pre-klepto through oh, Apollomy, before he cunningly and without detection steals something from us, before he throws us, calls us to blow our blessing, and before he apologizes us, totally devastating or ruining us. I would mention some leaders before bringing home these points with the main leader of our illustration today. Don't believe how Satan's plan of attack works in real time, in real life. If you lived or did live or work in Dallas at the time, if I say the name Don Hill, or if you lived in New Orleans, and I mentioned the name Ray Nagin, and even further north, Kwame Kilpatrick. How about Richard Nixon? The enemy's plan of attack to take you down, me down, is sure. And his method never changes. Jesus tells us this in John 10, 10, and as I just explained. Let's look at the life and leadership of a very successful king and servant. And we'll end it here. You'll be on your way. Asa, king of the southern kingdom, Judah, in 2 Chronicles chapters 14 through 16. The first 10 years of, of Asa's term as king, Asa honored God, was obedient in tearing down idols and pagan shrines. And, and he encouraged the people of Judah to, to worship the Lord. Asa was young, smart, filled with faith, courage, and was dependent on God. As a result, under this young king's leadership, cities flourished. The, the land was at peace. He implemented several building projects. New cities sprang up. Fortified walls were constructed. The people were prosperous, and they enjoyed a great time of peace and prosperity. Then, in year 11, Asa and Judah were attacked by an Ethiopian army that was vastly larger and more powerful. Here comes the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. But Asa, knowing that he was hugely outnumbered, turned to God, prayed to God, putting his and the future of his kingdom in God's hands. And God gave Asa and his army, though smaller in number, victory over the powerful Ethiopian army. Satan's plan of attack was to get Asa at his point of potential as a young leader. But he had sense enough to turn to God. For the next 20 years, Asa led from a place of faith and dependence upon God. And God blessed his leadership. The people prospered. Cities flourished. But Satan wasn't done. And he never quits in his attempts to destroy us. He just comes back as he did with Jesus at a more opportune time. King Asa, as a leader, had for years enjoyed outside success, huge success, as he looked to God for provision and protection. But then, somebody say then, but then... Near the end of his career, remember what I said. Satan's plan of attack is at our point of potential or at our peak of performance. The illustrations of the leaders I mentioned earlier, Don Hill was at his peak of performance. 
while Kwame Kilpatrick was at his point of potential as the young mayor of Detroit. The illustration of leaders is in this because it's, it's, it's how the devil works, as Jesus <laughs> described to us in John 10, 10. Think of leaders in your own communities and cities and see if this is not the case. Back to Asa, and I'll close with this. Asa had depended upon God all of his professional career. Then toward the end of his reign in the 35th year of his service, Judah was attacked by King Basha of Israel, the king of the northern kingdom. Asa was king of Judah, remember the southern kingdom. Instead of Asa, now keep in mind his long history with God, but this panicked him. So instead of him depending upon God as he had done in earlier years and throughout his career, he emptied the treasury of the nation and paid a pagan king, King Ben-Hadad of Aram, to break his treaty with King Basha and come and protect Asa and Judah. Now, the plan worked, but a prophet by the name of Hanani went to Asa and told him since he had put his trust in another king and not God. And Hanani reminded him of how God had delivered him in the past from attack and prospered him and how God had given him peace and just crazy prosperity. But that since he had done this thing, looking to this other king for protection, he had missed his opportunity to realize fully all that God had purposed for him. And Hanani uttered these famous words to Asa found in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. We always stop there. But the end of that verse that doesn't get quoted much is this, as Hanani continues, he said, you have done a foolish thing, Thuo. And from now on, you will be at war, Apollo me. The devil had caused him to ruin and destroy himself and lay waste to the blessings of peace and prosperity that would have been his. Asa, having served well, depending on God, all those years was caught off guard. The same way Satan catches us off guard. The same way we are when we're threatened or we're running a race and want to win no matter what or we think someone has the upper hand. We panic, don't we? And we begin devising ways and schemes in our mind to win through oh, or to get that promotion, even looking to ungodly people to help us. We look for shelter and protection in folks and in movements. We find shelter and comfort in these things, don't we? We find protection in our race, our religion, our political party, don't we? Never realizing that we're being played by the devil. Jesus teaches us because we don't have a firm grasp on the methodologies used by the enemy to take us down and take us out. 
Okay, we say, okay, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We've been hearing that all of our lives, some of us, but never fully really grasping the full meaning of what Jesus is telling us. The enemy comes to steal, klepto, kill, thuo, destroy, apollomy. Just like Jesus said, it worked against Adam and Eve, the first leaders, and it has worked on leaders since. Asa was at his peak of performance. Think of leaders who have fallen in your city. Think of your own failure. God knows I've looked at mine. And while you may not have gone to prison, nor I, Satan's plan of attack worked too against us at some point. And only by the grace of God did he not totally do, as is always his plan, to bring us to total ruin, as he have so many others. Thank God and be aware. The enemy comes but to klepto, thuo, apollomy. It's the enemy's plan of attack. Counter it by trusting God every time for every victory. And this is governing God's way. Thank you for listening. Please help us help others who serve, lead, and govern by sharing this podcast. Good governance begins with self-governance because God always begins from within. Grab a copy of my book, Why We Fall, The Power of Self-Awareness, the book every public servant leader should read. Governing God's Way is a ministry of Christians in Public Service, a premier biblically-based public servant leadership training and development organization headquartered in Dallas, Texas. To learn more, please visit our website at christiansinpublicservice.org.